Welcome to the Divine Self Secret Garden Podcast. On today's episode, Shelby Rose, and I am your host, Megan Corcoran. to the Secret Garden Podcast. I am so excited to be here today. I feel like there's just been such a huge shift. I know I say this on every podcast, um, but since, you know, December, there's just the energy is, is lifting on the planet and the collective whole is awakening and it's so amazing and it's it's so many of you have reached out to me to talk about just the narcissist in your life and releasing narcissists, changing jobs because of a narcissist, leaving abusive relationships, and it's so, so, so exciting. I have an awesome guest here with me. I have Shelby Rose from the Soul Alignment Guide. Shelby really focuses on raising your vibrations, releasing blocked energy in your body and in your system so you can really live and be in your divine self with your divine soul. And we really go into the topic of of narcissism and just raising your vibration, which is happening around the planet as a whole right now. And um, I think this is just such a great podcast. You can get everything Shelby Rose. Click on the links below. She does uh, coaching for businesses, coaching for women. You can get on her website and she's got crystals that she sells. It's amazing. So welcome to the garden today, Shelby. All right. Welcome, Shelby, to the secret garden. How are you today? I am doing really well. I had one of my own healing sessions this morning, so I'm feeling very light and connected. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I think that's great. I feel like this last couple of weeks, it's been really hard for people to feel light and connected. There's definitely a heavy energy right now going on in the universe. And so anything to just lighten the load, I think is pretty fantastic right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I've been feeling that there's something shifting, I feel for all of us. <laughs> yes, I, um, I I felt it myself. I actually was just sitting here before we recorded and I was like, gosh, I just feel heavy today and that I feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders again. And I haven't felt that in a really long time since I was with my narcissist, actually. And so I was like, gosh, this energy is so heavy right now with the pandemic and everything going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone is feeling that. And I think it's just a normal part of the awakening of the planet. You know, I always think about like, for me, this is how I interpret it, take it or leave it. But I feel like so many people are waking up through pain. And on the other side of that pain, they have this, you know, awareness, this new level of awareness of what's happening in the world, the reality, the, oh, there's more to life. You know, I think that's happening for so many people right now. And us as highly sensitive human beings, we just feel the collective energy that's happening of like, oh, everyone else is waking up. So we're starting to feel their pain and process their pain for them too. That's, that's my interpretation of it. But I just think it's really interesting what's happening. 
Yeah. And I, I think it's so interesting because I left my narcissist in 2019 and kind of went through this myself. And then I started my YouTube channel and there was a ton of people awakening at that time. And then the pandemic happened and I felt like now it's the new wave of, of people awakening and it's, and it's a little different than, and, but I'm like, wow, there's just so many people and it's, it's happening daily. And, um, mm -hmm. and us little light workers are like, whew, we're, we're working overtime over here and uh, it, it's <laughs> <Yes>. exhausting. <laughs> it's a lot um, to so, process. <laughs> Yes. Um, so tell, tell, you know, everybody listening what it is that you do. I, I found, I went on your website and I was like, oh my gosh, we kind of do the same, the same thing. I just, I'm very specific to narcissistic abuse and trying to wake people up that are being abused and that a narcissist comes into, I believe they're your soulmate and they come in to wake you, you know, awaken your soul, awaken your own inner divine and help you connect to your own intuition. And I kind of realized that's kind of what you do, but um, go ahead and tell everybody what it is that you do. Yeah. So I have, I also have a podcast. It's called the Raise Your Vibration Podcast. And that's kind of my baby. Of It's the center of everything I do. It's the message I share. It is what I speak the most about. And I'm an energetic and business mentor. So I help people with the energetic side of things, um, understanding how their energy is actually creating their reality, whether that be in their business, their relationships, their lives. And understanding how to interpret the energy that we feel that we are experiencing that's in our field so that we can transmute that and actually change our reality. And so that's that's kind of the foundation of what I do is helping bring that awareness and then helping people shift and transmute to a higher vibration. And if you're new to this terminology, vibration or raising your vibration, that's essentially like we know everything is energy, right? We know every, you know, even solid things in our household have energy in them. They're made up of matter. And so the energy that we have is what we attract. And if we can shift and raise that, we're going to um, attract better things in, right? We've, we, we know the law of attraction, that type of thing. So I'm really working with the energy field of people through their limiting beliefs, through things that are in their quantum field, they can kind of perceive what's actually in their energy. Um, and also just a really grounded, like, what are the thoughts you're thinking? What are the emotions you're feeling? So I kind of work with a couple different modalities to help people shift into a higher vibration. That's really interesting. What, um, how did you get into this? Did, you know, was there a moment in life when you're like, okay, I need to listen to my own intuition or I need to teach people how to do this? Like what, <laughs> what got you interested in this in the first place? Yeah, totally. We always, we always, I feel like most people's purpose is something that they've experienced themselves and they're here to help their people with it. So I am a registered dietitian by trade. I, you know, hustled my way through college, got a really prestigious internship, got hired on right away after I graduated my internship. They were like, we want you that, you know, you're, you're smart, you're successful, you're, you're driven, you work hard. And I, burnt myself out within like the first year of working. I was already burnt out because I was in this like hustle energy pretty much my entire life of like work hard, grind, don't process emotions, don't feel feelings, like work hard, party hard. That was kind of my mentality. And from day one of working at this hospital, I was like, you are supposed to have a business. You are not meant to be here. 
but I didn't really admit that to myself, right? It was like running in the subconscious of like, and knowing that it, this is something that I was meant to be doing, but also that I didn't know how to do that. And so I just kind of shoved it down. Cause that's a scary thing for someone who I grew up in a very middle-class, like blue collar family where you work hard, you collect a paycheck, you save money. And that was just like all that had been modeled to me. So I just shoved these thoughts down until I was, I remember this day very distinctly. Someone came into my office and I was struggling with my health. I was having massive brain fog. I was falling asleep at my desk around 3 p.m., like having to get drink massive amounts of caffeine to just get me through a typical work day. And a woman came into my office and she explained something to me that was a very like basic dietitian terminology, something that I should be able to absorb and go like help my patient with. And I like, I couldn't remember it within five minutes of her leaving my office. And I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to lose my mind and be in a mentalist institution or like have Alzheimer's or dementia by the time I'm 30. It's truly how it felt for me because I was so short circuited. I couldn't remember anything. I ended up having to go on my own personal health journey and you know, I realized I had a bunch of gut health issues and brain fog was coming from my leaky gut. And there was a lot of health stuff I uncovered through holistic health. So I started my own health and wellness um, business. But what I found was that there was still this residual issue that kept resurfacing, right? Like I kept getting cystic acne and I kept getting times of brain fog and massive fatigue. And I was like, there's something, you know, I'm, I'm literally doing everything as far as my health can go. I am taking the supplements. I'm moving my body. I am intuitive eating. I'm doing everything like super clean, super organic. I'm doing all the health stuff and this isn't going away. There has to be something more. And I realized that it was my own self-worth and my own inability to trust my intuition and my gut. And all these, you know, energetic components for me were manifesting as physical symptoms. And so until I had that aha moment, nothing changed. And then as I started to work on my self-worth, cystic acne cleared up. My gut Mm -hmm. health issues started to clear up. These things started to go away as I worked on the energetic piece. And I was like, there's something to this. And, you know, when I was working in my business, I was for a multi-level marketing company. I was doing health and wellness through that. That was like the platform I ran my business off of. But it was such a control and scarcity and clingy energy that I was putting out into the world. And so while I did okay, I wasn't really attracting people in and I wasn't really like bringing people into my energy the way that I wanted to, right? It was a very like, like wounded masculine energy. It was like outreach, outreach, go, 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 do, do, do. Instead of like leaning back and knowing that I'm worthy and allowing clients to just come into my energy. And so I started shifting my energy around that and like loosening the grip of like knowing that I'm supported and knowing that there's abundance and knowing that I will always be taken care of. And I watch people get magnetized to me. I'm like, oh, this energy stuff is real. What I'm putting out is exactly what I'm getting back. That's exactly what's being reflected back to me. And, you know, it's interesting this past year, I actually had my own relationship with a narcissistic coach and mentor. And she, you know, I had full, I just 
lost myself completely. And anyone who's experienced a narcissistic relationship knows how what happens when you are in a partnership like that. But I really like stopped trusting my own intuition. I stopped trusting my divine downloads. It was like only what she said was truth. And she ended up leading me into a cult and a very codependent relationship with a, a healer. And it was it was just a train wreck. And I'm sitting now on the other side of that a year later I'm like, why did I attract that in? And I have this pattern of codependent relationships that keeps popping up, keep popping up, especially when it comes to finances. My mom is really codependent with her, um, with my dad around finances. And that's something that's shown up in, in generations before me. And I'm like, oh, okay. There's some funky energy around, you know, the the person that I'm with in partnership supposed to be my financial support. And there was this like weird, like, I can't support myself as a female energy. And so even though I made built this very successful business, I crumbled it. The moment I started expanding into higher dollar amounts, I crumbled it by getting into this narcissistic relationship. Because there was this like, can I really do this on my own? And there were many other lessons that came from that narcissistic relationship, but there was just so many pieces that were on the energetic level that until I could understand energy, wouldn't have really made any sense. So it was, that's a long-winded answer, but there's so many reasons why I'm doing the work that I'm doing today. I think that's fascinating. I mean, it's, first of all, this is so multi-layered and so complex, but I think it's amazing that you had that need to trust your intuition early on in your job. And chances are, you know, you said you worked in a hospital. I mean, it's such a narcissistically built business, right? Like all, all these corporate corporations and hospitals. And yes, I know that they save lives and stuff, but, but the politics behind it is so narcissistic. So right there, you know, in any corporate job, you start to question your own intuition and it's, you know, you're told what to do. You're told to behave a certain way. You're told to act a certain way and look a certain way. And, um, but that doesn't wake so many people up most of the time. It takes going into a narcissistic relationship to realize, oh my gosh, I have had these patterns of narcissistic abuse my whole entire life. And, you know, and then people are completely devastated, especially when you get into an intimate relationship or it sounds like you with a coach and you drop everything and eat, live and breathe what these people are telling you. And then that is so far from your intuition that it almost kills you. And you're like, okay, wait a minute. How did this even happen? And how did I get so far down the rabbit hole? You know? And so I think it's, it's fascinating that you had that awakening and that you got into this, you know, relationship with this coach, but it sounds like you woke up fairly quickly and, and was like, and realized that this person wasn't very good for you. You know, some people do this for years and they, and it takes them and it's, they really struggle getting out of it. Well, what's interesting is I had one of my really close friends works with, um, women in intimate relationships who've experienced like narcissistic abuse in their relationships. And I was like, I've never experienced narcissism or like had a, had a, with a true narcissist. I really, truly throughout my life, like I've had them, there's obviously been people I've encountered, but never where I've been the, the receiving end. And right before this happened, I was like, I'm never going to be able to relate to someone who comes to me with this kind of experience. And then I attracted it. There was just so many things that happened around that time that like, and there's so many lessons that I learned from it, but it was really interesting to me how this like, so much what was happening in my life attracted this 
situation in where I could have this experience and have this lesson. And I believe that this, this came in so that I could understand that there are people out there that don't have pure intentions, that, that there are people out there who are doing light work, quote unquote, that don't have pure intentions and that are actually using a lot of spiritual practices and tools for the dark side of things and are marketing themselves as light workers and healers and coaches and mentors and teachers. And so I think for me, that was part of the experience to realize not everyone deserves to be a part of my energy and not everyone is has pure intentions as they're guiding, which is really hard, I think, for a lot of empaths and healers and light workers to understand because I'm I was so naive to think that like, oh, everyone who is on a spiritual path has spiritual or has pure intentions, right? So I think yes, there's yes. this um you know, I think that was part of it for me was like realizing that I need to help guide people to the right teachers, even if that's not me, to people who do have pure intentions and be really clear when I get that gut feeling of there's something off about this person, which is what happened. And I didn't listen that I'm like, oh, no, yep. I don't even know. Everyone else, all my friends think, say, tell me that this mentor is really incredible and that she like has transformed their life. But my gut is telling me something feels off. I need to trust that, yeah. even if it doesn't make any sense, right? And so I think those were kind of those lessons of like another level of self-trust, another level of are you really following that like gut intuition that you're getting? Yes. I think that, so, you know, so many people ask me this because there's so many self-help, spiritual gurus, whatever you want to call them, out there that are narcissists. I would say the majority of them are narcissists, right? And mm. so many people are like, well, how do you how do you avoid that? And and for me, it's really in their teaching. Like I teach people, right, to trust their intuition and that mm -hmm. these abusive relationships are here to wake you up. And so my whole focus when I, I talk to people, I'm like, well, what is it that you can do today to listen to your intuition and to to guide, you know, and to, and try to teach them? And, and even if that means that I'm not a good fit for them as a coach, or I also understand that people grow out of me. I feel like my niche is very specific and that I grab people and get them out of the relationship. I don't necessarily work with them after they've been out of the relationship for a year and need to go to somebody to help kind of elevate them now that they've been out of the abusive relationship. And so yeah. I understand that yeah. they, you know, it, it, a good teacher you you grow out of and or grow more than them, right? You grow and learn more and you can take so much from people, but these spiritual narcissists will try to keep you as their client for as long as they can mm -hmm. and manipulate you and take you from your own intuition. And, 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 and that's really the, the defining pieces. Are they teaching you to listen yeah. to your intuition or are they not? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, yeah. that's how you can tell if they're a narcissist. I love that. That's such like an easy way to just cut through the bullshit of, are they leading you closer to yourself or farther away? Bottom line. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's the same thing I tell people in relationships. Like so many people are like, oh, is my, you know, my, my husband or wife or boyfriend or girlfriend a narcissist? And I'm like, well, first of all, why does it matter? Are they, are they allowing you to be you and are they 
helping you explore your own life and your own thoughts and beliefs. Because the reality is, yes, you're in a relationship, but you are two individual human beings, you know, having different life experiences that happen to be living in the same household. And a narcissist wants more, wants, does not want you to have intuition and to have a thought, have an opinion, have anything that's against theirs. They want to squash that so they can continue to manipulate you. So I'm like, a really, someone that really truly loves you wants you to explore your own way of thinking and wants you to explore your intuition and supports that, even if that's against or, or maybe not what they want to hear from you. Right. And, um, but these are patterns that have repeated in our life. And it was something so foreign to me until I got out of my relationship and had to mm-hmm. learn how to trust my intuition, which was screaming at me. And I too got sick and, you know, started to have autoimmune issues. And, you know, my gut was like bleeding and fatigue and tired and depression. And I mean, yeah, you, you, you die in these, in yeah. these situations. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting just how much the body speaks and leaves cues yes. and communicates with all of us. So yeah, I think it's a very common yeah, thing there's for a, people who are in the awakening journey. There's a really good book by Dr. Christiane Northrup called Dodging Energy Vampires. And she's a board certified OBGYN. Mm-hmm. And she used to say that women would come in, they have like stage four breast cancer. She's like, but they're young, they're healthy, they're fit, they eat well. And she's like, what's going on? And she realized the more she talked to them that they were in a relationship with a narcissist. And the ones that she could convince to go to therapy and the ones that actually left their relationships, their cancer went away within weeks. But the ones that didn't ended up dying or their cancer got worse. And she's like, so there was something to be said about, she she calls them energy vampires, like sucking the life out of you, that they make you Mm -hmm. physically ill and you will die from that, these relationships. Mm -hmm. But it's because you're not listening to your own intuition and your own inner divine and who you were meant to be as a human being. Right. And that's that, what, what, what are you if you don't have that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you're so when shell of a person, there's no way to expand. Yeah, that's um, it's just it's fascinating to me. So when somebody comes to you and wants to coach with you, what are some of the first steps that you take to work with with somebody? Um, well, I always tune into source, God, universe, higher self, whatever you believe in, right? Um, and ask, is this a right fit? Is this a line fit? Because here's the thing, I'm not, I think this is something powerful for anyone who does any work with other human beings, is that if it's not soul aligned, it's not going to work. So that's always my first step is source, is this a mutually good fit? And there are some people out there who don't want to change. I'm not going to work with those people. So that's always my first step as a coach, as a mentor, as a healer, as a teacher, to tune into source, is this, this most aligned the next thing we'll do is I actually do a full energetic scan. So I have learned through my mentors and teachers how to read energetic fields. And that's one of the first things I do with people is just scan. Because interestingly enough, there are patterns that show up in the energy fields when someone has blocks. And I'll use the example. Um, I worked with a woman a few weeks ago and she had a metal grate This is what I see in the energy field, like across her teeth. It was like a metal plate blocking her teeth. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. We go in and she senses this with me. And I'll take someone through a process of actually intuiting it and feeling it and sensing it for themselves. And here's the really cool thing, you guys, is that 
we all have intuition. We all have the ability to feel energy. We all have the ability to use our intuition to sense these things, but we just haven't learned how. So for me, I don't see mm-hmm. things. I'm not, a, you know, I can't, I'm, I can't, I'm not a seer, but I can hear and open my channel to download information from their higher self. So I'll connect with their higher self and ask what what's in their field right now that needs to be cleared. And usually what that guides us through is a transformation of some sort. So I'll guide you through feeling and sensing and we'll clear these things together, actually empower people to learn how to sense things in their field so that they can clear things out of their own energy as they're coming in. But the example I was using is this woman had a metal plate in front of her teeth. And this pattern comes often with narcissistic relationships because there's this like, no longer using your voice, closing down the voice. It's a metal plate. Like you are not allowed to speak your truth. You're not allowed to voice your opinion. And she, we cleared this out of her field and she emailed me a week later. She's like, I have had dental issues for the past 25 years of my life. And there has been no explanation. I've had surgeries and all this stuff happening. And the moment you release that, I felt like this like weight come off. And she had a narcissistic father and she's like, part of me didn't want to let go of this energy because it was the only thing connecting me. Her mom had passed away. Only thing connecting me to my mom. So I felt like I had to keep some of my mom's energetic patterns with me and carry her. That was my only way to stay connected to her. And we were able to go in and clear some of these things. It was an hour, hour and a half session we went in and cleared these things out of her field. And it's literally connecting to things that are happening in her life. And so yeah. that's the first step. There's, there's a lot more, but it's always scanning the field. Cause for me, there's information in the energy. So I'm gathering information and sometimes it's just the validation for people that, Oh my God, I've been experiencing this and I felt crazy. And I didn't know like, why things felt so heavy around this area or why this pattern keeps happening. Um, (laughs) This is one that that was in my field a while back is that there was a looping pattern in my field of I would feel comfortable in a group setting and then I would get this like I don't belong anywhere and it, it would just put me back down and I would separate myself from everyone. And it was a pattern that kept repeating in my life. It was in my energy field. I was able to go in and find that in my energy and clear it. And that doesn't mean there's not going to be work to be done, right? Because after we clear the energy, we need to do the work to not call that energy right back in. So a lot of us get comfortable with the energy that's in our field. We get comfortable with the feelings of guilt. We get comfortable with the feeling of grief. We get comfortable with that feeling. It becomes a identity or a normal. And sometimes when we start to feel better, we call the energy back in because we've actually gotten a little bit addicted to it. It's just like gossip, right? I mean, this is a very basic thing on the spiritual path, but sometimes we'll go back to these patterns of gossiping because it's actually a little bit addicting for the human self. Well, it releases this little bit of like endorphins or it allows us to connect in a way that like maybe we can't unless we're super vulnerable, which is scary, right? So there's so many different things that can come up. And that's the next step that happens with the clients is we need to work through the patterns that we created in our human self, right? Because our higher self is like, yeah, get the shit out of my field, like clear the energy. Let's do the things to get that out. But the human self has become comfortable with the pattern. And so the next step is really helping people bring those patterns into their awareness 
so that they can shift into a higher vibration and hold more space for joy and pleasure and the beingness and the things that we want to experience more of abundance and start to shift their energy into those things so that they can actually shift their reality. So it's, it's, it's a process to, to go through this, but it's really, to me, it never fails to blow my mind how much the energy in someone's energetic field matches what's happening in their lives every time. Yep. Yes. So that's That's amazing. Um, I love that, that, that when you talk about going to joy, I find that so many people have never had true joy in their life and they're looking for it externally, but you have to do the internal work to feel mm-hmm. true joy. And and myself included, it took me a long time to have joy. And now I find joy just even walking my dogs. And I saw a beautiful mm-hmm. butterfly this morning and there was so much joy that I actually had a tear in my eye seeing this pretty butterfly. It's spring, right? And it's warm mm-hmm. and and it's been cold. And, and so I was like, wow, I just got joy out of this butterfly. And I'd never really had that before where I would recognize the butterfly and it was beautiful, but it gave me joy. And I found that I've just lived, I've had, you know, narcissistic parents and then I got into relationship and had to t- take this journey. So I've never really had joy in my life. I wasn't allowed to have joy. And not only that, you're in a narcissistic relationship. You're abused for having joy because a narcissist can't connect to their true self either. And if you express any form of joy, they have to squash it to let you know that that's not allowed. So um, I I, I think that's incredible. But it is is a journey. It takes you a long time to find true, genuine joy. And that it's really, you know, it's about self-love and self-care and self-knowing. And that's hard work. That's really hard work. Yeah. It's showing up for yourself in the discomfort every single day. And I love that you said that it's an inside job because it's one of my philosophies is that we, you know, everyone's seeking freedom and pleasure and we want these things and we're looking outside. And I really think like freedom is an inside job. Freedom is one of my core values. I like, that's why I'm an entrepreneur. It's why I do what I do because liberation and freedom from the external constructs and like societal programming and and living a life that makes me happy is so important but so many times people are seeking it outside of themselves and finding that freedom or that pleasure or that joy despite what's going on is the true goal right and it's not going to happen every single day you're not going to feel like cracked out on joy every day but there's that like peaceful joy that that you can experience I, For example, there was, we can see the mountains. We have a mountain view from our house. And I literally like sat and drank my coffee for an hour this morning, just looking at the sun coming up over the mountains. I was like, this is so fucking magnificent. And that's where, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening. There's a lot of heaviness in the world. And yet we can still experience that freedom, that pleasure, that joy in the internal, if we're shifting our vibration to experience that. Yes. And if you, if you learn to shift your vibration, the heaviness in the world will no longer 
be heavy to you. And that's what I realized. I was like, okay, I got to get out of this. The grind of everybody else having heaviness and all these people waking up. I'm such an empath that I take it on. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I did my work. I'm, I know how to raise my vibration. So I'm like, go away. You know, I, I have to be careful. And, and yes, I want to help others, but it's also not letting, not getting sucked back into the fear of everything as well, because that's, that's what keeps you keeps you stuck. Um, I noticed on your website too, that you do a lot of coaching for people in their business. I'm very curious, what is it that you do to help people kind of become entrepreneurs or even, you know, make a better business using their intuition? Yeah. Um, so again, I, I really, truly the foundation of every, everything I do is energetics. Um, and I also am very practical. Like there, there's that, I have two sides of me that coexist at the same time. There is that part of me that knows that like, we have to trust whatever source, God, universe, our higher self, whatever you believe again is, is putting on our hearts, those desires we get. So for a lot of women, they have this desire to that. A lot of the women that come to me have a desire to be seen with a message that they have received that they're here to share. And with that, there is a lot of unraveling most often because there's a discomfort for many, many of the women, because I had this discomfort. I had such discomfort of being seen, having an opinion that was different than my, you know, people around me. Um, So part of that is helping people move through the energetic pieces that are blocking them. Right. And I talked about like the gripping and the control and the, the, the doing, doing, doing this without like leaning back to receive. So part of it is energetics. And then there's a very practical side where like some people just don't know how to use social media. And I'm pretty good at self-teaching myself or how to launch a podcast or how to, you know, those other practical sides. So I infuse both strategy and energetic because I know they're both important, right? Like we have to have some sort of foundation, some sort of plan, but I allow every person's plan to be guided by their higher self. Because if I'm telling someone to use social media and they're like, I don't fucking want a business on social media. Like I could tell them all day long how to use Instagram or how to market through Instagram. And they may never, that that's not in their soul's plan and their soul's mission. Maybe for them having a podcast is more aligned or having a email group is more aligned or teaching in their communities and getting their message out through word of mouth is more aligned. And I'm not the one figuring that out. I'm giving them, I'm helping them guide, guide them into their intuition because what creates magnetism in our businesses is soul aligned strategy. It's not, you know, like I could take action all day in my business, but if I'm not in alignment, if my energy is off, if I'm still in the needy energy or I'm still in the energy of everyone hates the message I have to share or I'm afraid for to be seen. I can take action all day, but the the magnetism won't be there because I'm not grounded in my mission and I'm not grounded in my worth. So those are the, you know, there's so many different little components we work through on that, but a lot of it is energetics paired with strategy and getting just to the very basics of what that means to build a bank foundation for a successful business. I think that's really great. So many people that listen to me, I think, want to start their own business or or have 
now woken up and have a bigger purpose and want to do something like, Mm -hmm. you know, a podcast or YouTube channel or social media. And they're so afraid to, to do so. And I think so many women, you know, they're so suppressed and like, don't feel that they're good enough to do it. You know, for me, I got out of my relationship and I used to be a certified crisis intervention counselor in New York City for domestic and sexual violence and was a volunteer first responder in the emergency room years ago. And then I got into my own domestic violent relationship and, you know, it's amazing how that works. But I, as I got out of my relationship, I just had this urge to do a YouTube video. YouTube kind of saved my life and educated me on narcissism. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take the knowledge I know from the ER and just do a video. And, and I, and I, I did it in my pajamas with a cup of coffee, barely alive sitting in my kitchen. And all of a sudden this thing just blew up. I didn't promote it. I just, I think I posted on my Facebook one day and, and then, but the people that needed to hear what I had to say found it. And, and I'm a believer that it will come to you if you do it with the right intention or, you know, me, I had the urge. I didn't know what the intention was at the moment, but I was like, I just had this urge to get out there and to talk about this and, and see if there was others. And I've gotten so many beautiful emails and created a podcast from this and now have this YouTube channel that I had no idea was, you know, an, even a goal of mine, but I do it because I realize it helps so many people and I get energetic energy from, from this, but it, it, it was just because my intuition was like screaming at me to start a YouTube video one day and and then it blew up and, and yeah, and I don't really promote it. People just find it and, you know, get out of it what they need to get out of it. And, um, and it just gets bigger and bigger. And I'm like, wow, there's so many people that need to hear what I have to say. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that we all have to say. It's just that I, I've the one that decided to say it, you know, and I'm hoping to enlighten and empower others to say it too. Absolutely. But your, your clients yeah, and your clients will come to you if you have the right intention behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about intention, integrity, and people feel that, right? That's an that's you know, what you just shared. It was, I think that source is knocking at a lot of doors to get messages out, and there's not very many people opening the, those doors, and so it's trusting ourselves enough to open the door, but also being in integrity with the message because there are so many people out there doing it from a selfish for selfish reasons for that selfish what what can this do for me which don't get me wrong I think that's important to have some selfish intentions behind it because you're not going to be motivated unless there is something that comes out of it for you and for a lot of people that simply the selfish motive is that you're helping other people and that feels good it's selfish, but in a good way, right? Like in a way that feels aligned and people feel your intention behind that. If you're doing it for the intention of, I just want your money, people feel that. But if you're doing it from the intention of, I genuinely want to serve and I deserve to be highly compensated for my gifts and for my service, that's a different frequency. So it's getting into the frequency of my, what I have to say is of high value, high service this is what I'm feeling called to speak on and I'm going to show up for it and see what happens, which I think is so cool because you're exactly that's, like, that's what's happening. You're, yeah. you're a great example of that. I think it's so funny that you, you say that because I still haven't charged a dime for my services yet. I have a day job, which uh, is in corporate America. Um, but 
I just, every time someone reaches out to me for a coaching at the end of it, I'm like, I can't do it yet. I, I just, I want to help people and I, I, I like what I'm doing and I know that I need to shift my mindset and start to charge people. However, I am monetized on YouTube and mm. someone just posted a comment this morning and they're like, I'm so annoyed. There's a, there's an ad every minute on your videos, but you only have, you know, 2,500 followers. And I, and I wrote back and I was like, that's really funny. I actually have some of the highest watch time minutes in, you know, with, with all of the people that I compete against that do narcissism videos. So just because I only have 2,500 subscribers, they base it on watch time minutes. And I'm the most, I think one of the most monetized out there because I have a lot of people that watch my videos beginning to end and watch all of my videos. And so there's a whole algorithm. So I do, I mean, I don't make a whole lot of money on that, but I laughed because I was like, I'm not charging a dime here, people. So if you have to watch, you know, an ad every minute because my videos are popular. Yeah. And so, um, but I was actually kind of proud of myself because I, I'm getting more and more ads put onto my my YouTube videos because people are watching them. So it's really not about subscriber base; it's about watch time minutes. Yeah, and um, and I just got word that they're looking to monetize my podcast now because people are just downloading it and find it. So um, I guess maybe that's the way I could I, I make money. But um, yeah, it, it, it you're right, and I should start charging for my services because I, you know, but I, my goal is to just help people and to get the message out there and, and maybe turn this into a full-time business one day, but it will happen. If you have the right intention behind it, you can make money and you can make a lot of money doing it as long as you have the right. And I mean, and you, even if you don't have the right intention, but you got to question whether or not, you know, (laughs) that's for you. And and I I can guarantee you the people listening to this podcast are listening because they're not the kind of people that are are trying to suck the life out of everybody. They're trying to avoid getting the life sucked out of them. Well, and I think, I think that's a, (laughs) I always think that it's a testimony. Um, If you're doing your own self work and you're showing up for that, like you're, you're seeking it out. I don't really think narcissists are seeking out self development necessarily that I think they're a little bit more like oh I'm I'm developed like what else do I have to do for myself like that's how I view it. I'm like you're here you're showing up for your growth you wouldn't be listening to a podcast on self-growth if there wasn't something in you that you knew you needed to shift you're not showing up and looking at yourself and taking that like inside view so the people showing up here are absolutely showing up for their growth because they're not narcissists in my opinion. Um, Absolutely. I call it the underground um, that no, there's no narcissist in the underground and all of these, there's a, there's a handful of people out there doing videos on narcissistic abuse. And if you look at the comments, there's no trolls on there telling us that what we're doing is wrong and that's not true. It's all these people being like, Oh my gosh, me too. I was abused. Help me. I need help. And it's on everybody's video. It's because narcissists are not out seeking to learn about narcissistic abuse. And so you're totally right. And that's also another way to determine if your your coach um, or, you know, anyone that you're going, are they still doing self-help? Like, I still have Mm -hmm. a therapist. I still go to domestic violence, my group therapy. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly still watching YouTube videos to learn more. I listen to podcasts daily. I journal daily. I meditate daily. Mm -hmm. I understand that this is a journey and I don't have all the answers and I'm willing to teach when I have, you know, self-discovered something and and teach that. But um, I understand that I am still a work in progress and will always be. That's what, that's what we are as humans. And so are they still growing? And, and, and I think it's okay when you're vetting somebody um, and asking them to, 
coach you and teach you asking them what they're still doing for their self growth. What do they do all, you know, and what have they done? You know, cause I, I think it's really telling. Important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I also wanted to share just from like, you mentioned like you haven't quite monetized the coaching yet. You're not ready to do that. And I want to like, I feel like there's probably, I'm getting this like intuitive that there's probably other people out there that are sharing a message and they're kind of feeling they're on that like line of, is it weird to charge or is it like, is it how much do I charge? What do I do when there's people reaching out to me? Because how this happened for me is I was just sharing on Instagram and someone was like, will you, or I had done a podcast interview and they were like, will you life coach me? And I sat with us and spirit was like, yes, you need to show up for her. And I was like, oh shit, I've never done this before. Right. And so it naturally evolved. And what I want to remind you is that you are sharing so much free content and whoever's listening to this, who has their own podcast or Instagram or whatever it may be, where you're showing up and you're being of service. There are people who are ready to take it to the next level with you that want to be in your energy or want that more one-on-one and that is of high value and high service for you to be able to show up and hold space for someone in a really safe and and vulnerable way is of high value and high service. And you're giving away so much content and information and service that if people aren't ready for that, you have so many other ways to serve them, right? That's what I think about my podcast. I'm like, I am massively serving. I show up two times a week every week on that podcast and I share information, I share something I'm overcoming, I'm sharing vulnerably, I'm sharing how they can raise their vibration, their frequency. And there are people who are going to want to work with me in a more intimate way. And so remembering that it's not, it's actually, you know, taking care of yourself first, because if you're putting so much energy and time, you also need to be taken care of, you need to be able to do self care, like for me to be able to book a massage or a trip or something like that, that's important when we're showing up and doing so much work that we're also taking care of ourselves. So I just want to remind if someone's feeling like, is it okay to charge or take that next step with charging for your services? It's also part of you being able to show up consistently and vulnerably and do your own work to keep things moving forward, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I never even really thought of it that way. There's me not taking care of myself again, <laughs> you know, and I, <laughs> and I, all of us, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an exchange of energy. And there are times where mm-hmm. people will send me emails and it's like paragraphs and I want to get into it with people and start talking to them. But then I'm like, Oh, I'm tired. I do have a day job. You're right. To do a podcast every single week is a lot of work. Sometimes I record mm-hmm. five or six in one week and then, you know, but I'm also, editing podcasts, I'm shooting YouTube videos and I'm editing those. So it is a lot of work on the back end as well as Mm -hmm. getting new content and doing the work and meditating and trying to to teach people. And so I don't think people see, they don't see what goes on behind the scenes and all of this. Um, And so then to sit down and and actually reply to people's emails. And I still take calls and talk to people when they're in really devastated like moments and try to give them resources and we'll talk to them for an hour sometimes too and um, and kind of give them my thoughts and opinions. And so you're right. It is time to finally say, okay, I'm charging, charging for this now. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll get there. But always I, refer, I, like I always think when those questions come in, you can always refer them to free resources. And if there is someone that spirits, like you need to get on the phone with them, you answer that call, but you're already being of such service 
there's ready, people are ready to take that next step. I think there is a lot of people out there that are on that, like, how do I transition this? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's already been 45 minutes. I can't believe it. How can people (laughs) find you? I would love, love, love for anyone who's feeling called um, to take the next step go listen to the podcast. I have so much amazing content over there. There's so many other amazing women who share their stories and a few men too, um, who share their stories and what they've gone through, what they've overcome on the podcast. Um, I'm also hang out on, so the podcast is the Raise Your Vibration podcast. Um, I hang out on Instagram a lot as well at xo.shelbyrose. Those are the main places you can find me. And I'm sure you will link those in the show notes. Of course, I will put everything below. Well, I I hope that you come back here to our our secret garden. It was lovely and you have just so much knowledge and and wisdom and and just totally aligned with what it is that I do. And I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you for doing all that you do. I know this is something that's incredibly needed right now. After sharing my story, there are so many other people who came out and I will be sure to send them your way as they're, you know, moving through their own narcissistic abuse relationships and and all the things. So thank you for doing what you do. You're so welcome. Thank you. Shelby, thank you for coming to the garden today. You're such a beautiful divine light and so healing and powerful and just full of knowledge. I am delighted to have you and you're welcome back here anytime. You can go below and um, I have all the links for Shelby's courses and it's Shelby Rose, the Soul Alignment Guide. On next week's episode, I have Rebecca joining me to talk about enabling the narcissist and why we continue to enable narcissists and let them get away with their behavior. For those of you new to my podcast, you can come find me on YouTube at The Divine Self or on Facebook and Twitter at The Divine Self. You can also come to my website at thedivine-self.com. If you're in a domestic violence relationship and need resources, you can go to my resources tab as well as now I'm starting to post um, uh, lawyers have reached out and wanted to collaborate with me as well as different healing centers from different states. So I'm going to start putting different states. So if you need support groups, even if you're mentally and emotionally abused and not physical, people think that they can't go to, to domestic violence support groups um, if they haven't been physically abused, and that is not true. Please reach out um, and look, but also uh, the national resources on my resources tab is amazing. Until next time, have a good evening.